Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On the episode for a Friday edition of the Busted Open Podcast, we have your AEW World Women's Champion Thunder Rosa on the show today, and does she have a lot to talk about? We get into the big main event from AEW Dynamite with Chris Jericho and John Moxley. Also, Thunder gives her point of view on Tony Storm and what may be brewing between those two. Even though they're a tag team, it seems like they may be facing off once again in the ring. And also, we have Gabby AF, and we talk about Bailey's return and the power of social media right now. On the Busted Open Podcast. The match with Jericho and, Mo- and Moxley. Let, let's start by the entrance of Chris Jericho. When I saw Chris Jericho coming in, it was like he looked 20 years younger. Am I right or am I right? Oh my God, he looked fantastic. It was like, it was, you know, he has so many different layers of Chris Jericho. And he came out as uh, Corazón de León. If you speak Spanish, as Lionheart, um, and and there was like the picture of him like twenty thousand years ago, and then it was him, and I'm just like, listen, is this a CGI? Like, what's going on? You know, it's funny. It's funny because my my wife Violetta said the same thing. He like what you just said. He looks twenty years younger. His physique, the hair, like he he's in tremendous shape. Maybe the best shape I've seen from Chris Jericho in a long time. I met Chris Jericho in Japan when he had really short hair in 2015 uh, when Mm. he was in WWE. They were in a tour in Japan and Tokyo. And um, he was in really good shape, but this is like in a different type of shape. Like once you get older, you know, your body changes and stuff. Uh, You know, his body's changed throughout the last three, four years. But this, like he's put so much work into this and like knowing how busy he is with his music career and everything. And the fact that he's able to perform at the level that he's performing right now is pretty incredible, right? And then you see John Moxley, who comes in as always through the, you know, through the crowd, and just the crowd goes absolutely ballistic. Um, it was uh, pretty, pretty good. Just in there, like you knew that um, that it was gonna be a really good match. Yeah, and and there's something about Moxley too. I I always said that John Moxley is like almost the unofficial official face of AEW. 
And then you think that, and then Punk came out, and it maybe makes you change your mind a little bit because the pop that Punk got when he came back on Wednesday night was incredible. But the match itself, first of all, I love the fact that they gave that match a lot of time Wednesday night on Dynamite, which they did. Um, Jericho as the Lionheart, and it's the little things, Thunder, like, you know, Lionheart came out to White Zombie instead of coming out on Wednesday to... The usual Judas, he came out with White Zombie, which, again, connects the creative dots for me as a fan. And, you know, he's wearing the gear. He just looked absolutely tremendous. And then I loved the commentary as well. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday on the show. William Regal on commentary is absolutely fantastic. And I loved how Regal was talking about him being in the ring with Lionheart, Chris Jericho, back in 1997. So right, right there... You have that kind of, you know, f- figure in your head of what Jericho was in 97, how he wrestled. And he was able to do that. Uh, you know, when he did that lion saw, like the crowd went absolutely crazy. Those little remembrances of what he was able to do and still able to do right now. You know, in, in being there live and seeing the reactions of the fans, like even for the little things or when there was like, you know, in every match, the, I will say some of the best matches in was, is when you're able to get them up and then you're able to get them down and then yep. you get up in certain moments, right? Like they always, uh, our veterans and our coaches always talk about the moments. There were so many moments there and where people were like really invested. Um, one of them for me is, you know, it, you know, Moxie bleeds a lot, right? And uh, this time it was pretty disgusting because <laughs> There's that a lot like of blood moment. in that match. Yeah. I was like the moment in where there's the earring and I'm like, please don't tell me he just ripped it off. And then I saw it and he's like bleeding and bleeding from his ear. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but um, it, it's just like the reaction of the fans. There were so many like, this is awesome chance. There were so many, oh, like it was beautiful. For Fight me. forever love- chance. Yep. There yeah. were there. Yep. There- there is, uh, um, for me as a performer, it's it's so important when you get, you're able to uh, elude those emotions from the fans and the live crowd. I mean, TV, I mean, I wrestle a lot during COVID, so it was really hard for me to like figure it out what was good or what wasn't. That's why I put so much effort in making sure that whoever was watching it on TV, that they felt drawn and they didn't change the channel. And this aspect is like people in the crowd are super, super drawn to it then you add the commentary which it is is very important and i said it multiple times they the commentary can either break you or make you mm-hmm. and having that you know history behind you know what you know jericho was and now knowing regal who works with combat club with moxley it makes it even more interesting because he has the best of both worlds and then you have everyone else who like has known these two guys for a long long time it just makes it even better for the people at home, but for those who are watching it live and we don't have commentary, we're just going to, you know, with the action that is happening. And it was just like, one of the things that I really love about both is like their mannerisms in the ring, their, like the emotion that they draw every time they do a certain, certain moods, not certain moods, moves. And, um, and when they're like the walls of Jericho, like that, yep. everybody was just like about to die right there. Yeah, and, and, and even the start of that match, too, with the attitude. Jericho gives flips the finger uh, to Moxley, and then Moxley steps right, right to his face and gives it. Right there, that set the tone of the match. 
So, like, I know there's a lot of people that might be critical about the amount of blood. And like you said, there was a lot of blood in that match. They set the tone for it right away. You knew that that was going to be a fight to the finish, that that was going to be a bloodbath, and it was. And even something as simple as pulling out that earring and then and starting that blood and then Jericho going after that ear, because that's what you're going to do, right? Once you expose something, you're going to go after it. And Jericho and Moxley did a phenomenal job with that. I Just the physicality of the match. Like, a guy like Jericho, you know, that's been there and done that, he doesn't need to have a super physical match. Even now being the Lionheart character like he was in that matchup on Wednesday. But the chops they were giving each other at that one sequence during the match, it, like, it, it, you, you could feel it. And you just see how red that Jericho's chest was after that exchange. Like, to me, those are the elements that makes me fall back in love with pro wrestling again. Well, it, but it, that's, okay, I totally agree with that. And that's so important. Is like, Jericho can come and be a wuss and just, you know, be soft with Moxley. Moxley is one of the hardest hitting yep. individuals in our locker room. Like, you don't, if you get in the, in the ring with Mox, it's like, like a baptism, honestly. Because he doesn't pull back. That's how Moxley is, and he's been like that for a long, long time. And I think that's that's what he thrives from, is being so violent and being so... There's no other Moxley anywhere else. Everybody tried to imitate him, but there's no other Moxley. I'm sorry. Like, his whole being is different. He's a different He's a different character. He's a different individual. And when you put him in the ring, you you, you got to, you know, step up or or get the heck out. And, and, and like you said, Chris Jericho does not need to do this kind of matches. But again, it's just shows how versatile he can be yep. because he can be a keep it can be a, have a comedy match he can be like really funny he can be like really aerial and now it's like hard-hitting strong style we know this because he's worked in japan for a long time he's worked all over the world even before he was he became chris jericho right so he knows he knows all those styles and he knows how to drum people and he knows how to really again con- continue to cement himself as one of the legends Living legends of professional wrestling. Yeah, and and Jericho, I'm 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 gonna guess it was probably just about five years ago when Jericho left the WWE. It was right after WrestleMania 33 and that whole story that he had with Kevin Owens. Like seriously, Thunder, I think that these last five years of his career has been the best five years of his career. You look at what he was able to do in New Japan, and now what he has done with AEW, an upstart company, you know. Uh, it's only AEW's only been around for three years, three and years. it's crazy to see how much that it's grown. A lot of that has been because of Chris Jericho and the star power and the credibility that he brought to AEW when he signed with AEW. I really think these last five years, to me, has been the best five years of his career. Yeah, and I think that he should be proud. I, I mean, I've seen him work with a lot of young talent. I see him had uh, great matches and. Um, and also what he brings to the table in terms of like everything and all his experience uh, with every aspect of professional wrestling. I think he, uh, if you're talking about, I know you guys were talking about superstars, right? I think yeah. Chris Jericho is one of those superstars that in every aspect he sings, he has a podcast, he's written books, he's uh, he's in the cereal boxes almost, you know? So uh, <laughs> no, it's true. It's it's I'm, I'm serious. Like he knows what he's he's doing, and even though like he is. 51 he's still at kind of at his prime still i mean he does a lot of stuff that not a lot of i mean young guys would would be able to do as successfully and um 
it is great to see. So uh, I I personally as as a um, as a talent, uh, I love seeing that kind of stuff, and I um, I really do want to when I get to that level because I know I'm not complete. I haven't achieved everything I want to achieve as a professional wrestler. I want to get to that status, right? I think everybody that is in the business now should strive to be at that status, the Moxley status, the, the Jericho status, the the Rock status, like, you know, the Lita's, the, the Trish, like, because they're, they're, they're in um, pop culture kind of sort of, yeah. if, if you think about it, right? So it's like, that's when you know you become successful. And and uh, for Jericho and for Moxley, like switching to AEW, it's 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 another. They were able to add another layer to their professional wrestling career that uh, working in the other company where they were not because they're pretty much have a freedom to do that. That match, I think, may have been the best match of Chris Jericho's AEW career. Was the match that we saw on Wednesday night on free TV Thunder. Which means that that main event that we're going to see at All Out in September better be a big one. Because when you're getting a match like Moxley and Jericho on a Dynamite, that yeah. tells you you're getting something special. I mean, they're racing the bar. I guess yeah. I'm telling you, they are racing the bar. We are racing the bar. Everyone is racing the bar. Competition is really high. And uh, and everybody has to race their bar in their, their, in their performance everywhere across the line. Uh, and definitely those two did that. And like I said, like going back to like uh, the moments and stuff, like just like the faces that Jericho made at the end of the match, it just tells you the commitment that he has for professional yeah. wrestling in general. Because again, he doesn't have to do anything. He's Chris Jericho. He can just go and, you know, sting and like give his looks and maybe do one move and move on. But that's what tells you. It's, it's the same with, with, with people are like, why is Sting doing all this stuff? Because he loves professional wrestling. He loves professional wrestling. And he's going to do this until he can no longer do it physically. And I think that's what's going to happen or is happening with like Chris Jericho. And he showed that he still has the skills, that he still has the gas. And like, he looks great doing it. No, he does. And and I've said this before, but I'll say it again right now, especially after the match that we just saw this past Wednesday night. In my top 10, Jericho's in that top 10. Jericho's in the top 10 for me of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. And that means a lot because you look at my list, it's it's the Flares and the, and the Stone Cold Steve Austins and the Terry Funks and the Chris Jericho. If you look at Chris Jericho, Thunder, I don't, I don't know if there's been a wrestler like Jericho that we have seen, you know, Lionheart. And, we, you know, that we've seen the pain maker, that we've seen like all these different characters and the way he's reestablished himself and have been able to take each and every character and take it to another level and to main event all over the world, whether it's an AEW, whether it's a New Japan or the WWE. There's very few wrestlers, Thunder, that has been able to accomplish what a Chris Jericho has been able to accomplish in his career. It is very hard to reinvent yourself. And this is, comes in, in life too, right? You, we all go through phases in life. We are always, re, or if you are that type of person that likes to grow, you're always reinventing yourself. And with that comes another layer and then another thing that you have to bring to, to life. And that's what a lot of wrestlers, um, one of them comes in my mind, um, Mick Foley has done mm -hmm. too. Like he has different characters who were very successful and people are like behind them. And it's the same with like going back to Chris Jericho. Uh, 
uh, he's been able to develop them for uh, for a while and then you know move on to the next thing because that's where as as i think because he's an artist we are yeah. I, people forget that we are at the end of the yes we are uh athletes and uh, sports entertainers some people will say uh we are artists and and we always have to like find ways and where we can express uh the different layers and the different and the changes that is happening as as we go and we grow as uh entertainers hey everyone lindsey rhodes here host of the nfl road show podcast after a long wait it's finally time for the three sweetest words in the english language training camp season okay maybe that's a stretch but i am still super excited that we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel and the nfl season is just around the corner we will be getting you ready for that season the only way that we know how here on the nfl road show with great guests insightful conversation and a whole lot of passion new episodes are released every thursday you can listen on the sxm app and wherever you stream your podcasts Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thunder, you are your AEW World's Women's Champion and yeah. your calendar is full. A lot going on in your world right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, it got me by surprise that, man, um, I did not know that Tony was number one contender after Chris Statlander, who, uh, shout out to her, she suffered an injury last week, an injury mm-hmm. she uh, she announced that on, on social media. It really makes me really, really, really sad that she won't be able to compete because I was really looking forward to to wrestle her it's like i i don't think i think the last time i wrestled her was an independent scene uh maybe 
three years ago. Wow. And from where she was to where she's now, man, I'm like, I was like, I was savoring it. I was like, yes, it's going to happen. And now uh, Wednesday, I was, I was told that, you know, Tony is a number one contender. And as you all know, you know, Tony and I were the thunderstorm and I'm really enjoying my time with Tony with Tony time. I'm really enjoying Tony time. No pun intended. And I don't know. I mean, I have mixed, mixed feelings about this. David. Well, it is a competition and you know, that championship title, everybody's gunning for. And even though you think you probably have friends, there's probably people that yes, they are your friend, but their goal is to be a champion. So I'm sure Tony Storm is like as much as she enjoys tagging with you as well. Her eyes are always set on that goal, and that's that AEW World Women's Championship. Yeah, and like you guys saw it at Forbidden Door, um, we definitely as tag with great chemistry. As you know, singles competitors, we have a lot of chemistry. Uh, I'm gonna keep continuing to support her because she's you know uh, again she has a match with uh, Kylie King, which is another. Of yep. my favorite people in the whole wide world, Kylan King. A shout out to Kylan King. If you haven't followed her, make sure you go on her social media. She's a great talent. Uh, she needs to get more light on her. Uh, some of the stuff that she does, like she's a big woman, but she wrestles incredibly. She has a great personality, great presence. And she has an opportunity now to wrestle Tony. I'm going to be on, on Tony's corner for, for sure. Like I said, she has to rise to occasion. And there's been so many occasions, David, and where I personally, before I became a champion, um, people got hurt and, uh, they call me in to cover for whoever, and I mm -hmm. had to do the job and I went and, and took, took over. So I know what position Tony's in and, um, and uh, like I said, it kind of, it doesn't bother me, but it is what it is. Uh, I can't do nothing about it. This is how things, but things work. And in the sport, you have to be ready at all times when injuries happen and um and now it's it's her time to be the number one contender so she knows me very well i know her very well now uh so if you thought the a match with forbidden door was good you know i think this next one uh when whenever that happens whenever we discuss this is going to happen is going to be even better you know i always say Thunder Rosa, your AEW World Women's Champion, because you truly are a world champion. Case in point, Ric Flair back in the day was a world champion because he would defend that title outside his bubble, meaning he would go to Japan. You know, he would go to the Dominican Republic. He would go to Puerto Rico. He would he would defend that championship everywhere. You've been doing that as well, Thunder. It's not even just in the bubble of AEW. You have obviously gone to Japan and and has had that AEW Women's Championship. You lost. You then had that challenger come to the States to try to win that title. You're going out to AAA and defending yeah. that AEW Women's Championship. How is that for you to be a champion, but also a traveling champion where it's not just on Wednesday nights and Friday nights, but you actually travel the world defending that championship title? Um, You know, I've, I've done this before when I was a champion and other companies, uh, to me, it's very important that I always talk about equality and I always talk about doing some of the stuff that are the guys do. Uh, and I think it's not, they don't give us enough credit when, when we bring uh, a legitimate title to different places. Uh, we have the freedom here at AEW to, to be able to either, if we don't, uh, we don't defend it at least to represent 
the company um, as such. And that was like one of my my goals as, as a champion. Uh, it was to be a world champion, not just to have the title, but actually, you know, put the meaning behind the world title, right? Uh, and and uh, again, I've, I've said it, I've been very, very blessed and very lucky that I have been given these opportunities and I have represented AEW as in, in the championship as such uh, in, uh, in professional wrestling and even in the MMA, in the MMA world with Combat the Global. They brought me as a champion and they promote me and they, you know, I am, I'm able to bring the championship and show them that, you know, professional wrestling should be respected no matter where we go as a sport. So um, I will continue to do this until, um, until I'm no longer the champion, but it's going to take a while for that to happen. Cause I told you, I am not going to let anyone or any, anything take this away from me. I work very, very hard to, to earn it and to keep it. Uh, a lot of people don't understand once you reach the top that work is not done is when the work actually starts because you are under the microscope you are under so much you know criticism and so much uh oh you didn't do this right you don't do that right this and this and that and that and and it's just like you have to work even harder and me as 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 the person that I am and and what I represent and who I am in the in the history books being the first one ever, the only one of my kind, Mexican-born female wrestler to have earned something like this. There's a lot more pressure, way more pressure than anyone else can can feel like. Um, because again, it's like sometimes you you feel like you are against you're against the grind, you're against against the the, the everything and everyone. And everyone, everybody wants what you have, and that's and that's the strap. And that's the reality of things. And yes, like you just mentioned, you can have friends, but your friends want what you have. They want to yep. be on top. Everybody wants to be on top. So <clears throat> I always say, I challenge anyone to work me, outwork me to take this away from me. There's nobody else that works just as hard as I do in every aspect of professional wrestling and even outside of professional wrestling. Because that's what real champions do. In the past, Champions were traveling all over, representing, defending five times a week, three times a week. I did that when I was an NWA champion. I defended my title one time. I defended my title three times in one week. Because I wanted to really cement that it's important. When you have a title, it is important to act and defend your title as much as possible. Right? You uh, mentioned just before the start of the show. And then yeah, I think you even mentioned it on the air about that. You finally got like eight hours sleep last night. Yeah. And I want to ask you how much has your life changed since you've captured that AEW women's championship? How much? 360 degrees. I'm a star. I am on the posters. I was walking in Vegas and my face was a not marquee. 10 years ago, I went on my honeymoon. I had a, not a penny under my name. I was staying at the Freeman Motel 6 for my honeymoon. We're trying to get free stuff for, for us to like enjoy our honeymoon. This time I was sitting in the Mandalay Bay, treated like a queen. And my face was on the marquee in Las Vegas. Talk about change. Talk about moving forward. Talk about a success story. 
I work my ass off to be where I am. And I continue to work my ass off to make and do more strides for my future, for my family's future, and for those women that are, you know, behind me, especially with Mission Pro Wrestling. So it has changed and you have to adapt to the changes because with that, again, comes with more responsibility. And coming somebody like me that comes from nothing, like you really have to adapt real quick or you get lost. And that's one thing I will say. And that's one thing I will continue to do until I retire from professional wrestling. My integrity and my person is never going to change no matter how successful I am or no matter how much money I get. Because that's what draws me to the people. I feel like, and it's been two occasions in why I've defended my championship, actually the two battle of the belts. I have gone to the people because those are the people that make me. That little girl that I kicked in the head by accident, she was so happy to see me succeed. And when I hug her, she was so happy. And when then she got my little break, I gave her a little arm bar, arm bar, uh, uh, armband because I get I hit her in the head. I made her night. Her dad texted me on Instagram and said me how thankful they were that somebody pay attention to their daughter and like made their dreams come true. The fact that I like actually let me since I can plug her name. Ah! The fact that <laughs> I have this an action You're, figure. You have your action figure. I have an action figure. I didn't even play with Barbies when I was little. I have an action figure now. You have it too. Yep. That's historical. When I got it, like they can, the guys can tell you, I like I broke down in tears because I couldn't believe that this is happening to me. I just couldn't believe it. Some people, they they take it for granted. And they're like, oh, whatever, you know, I want more. I want more. To me, this right here, when the girls, like the parents are sending me pictures of them and the girls are praying with an action figure, not a Barbie, an action figure or somebody real, I have no words. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you're a part of this show. I'm glad that what you've been able to accomplish with that AEW Women's Championship, because I know you do a lot of charity work. I know there's a lot that you do, Thunder, to make this world better, but also the world of pro wrestling better, and you've been able to accomplish that. You want an inside look at the NFL with two future Hall of Famers? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray returns for the 2022 season. What a blessing it's been to be a part of football history. Tom's experience always shows up in big games. That means in-depth football talk and the best guests in the podcast world. Come see me, and now you really Hall of Fame. Come see Uncle Snoop in the studio. Hear the best of Let's Go, dropping Mondays on your podcast feed up until the season premiere on September 5th. Download and subscribe right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcast. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. 
Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I want to go back a little bit to Monday night because I, on Monday Night Raw, I do love what's happening with um, Bailey and... I'm going to say it wrong now because she said it wrong in the promo. It's EO Sky and Dakota Kai, even though yes, thank you the rhymes much. are going to kill us all every time we want to talk about it. EO but, Sky. E- yes, EO Sky and Dakota Kai. I feel like Bailey really, really got, like, annihilated for messing up the promo. The girl's been gone for two <laughs> plus years, uh, like, from anything. And this is why I get so angry because... She's been gone for so long, and we're like, when's Bailey coming back? We're going to see the return of Bailey. We're going to see. She's finally back, and she's in a cool kind of stable that's different with two girls that we thought were gone from the company. She messes up a little bit. I thought it was funny the way she handled it. Like, I really did. I remember watching, and I was like, oh, she, like, addressed it. Like, I think it's funny. And then, like, people are annihilating her. She's she's leaning into it to make it a little better. But then it's, like, the criticism of her weight and shit that I saw on social media. Unbelievable. Really, really got me heated this is one thing i've talked about before on the show and i don't and i being i don't know how women that are in the public eye do this every single day and deal with these people criticizing and judging just their weight and how they look when they're literally on screen there for you to entertain you to do their job which isn't even an easy thing to do, which probably 99% of the population could not do if they tried while they're watching you judging how you look. It pisses me off to no end that that's what we're going to judge people on. You, The fact that you have the energy to pick up your phone and comment about it while you're sitting at home doing nothing literally grinds my gears. And listen, I've, I'm not a pro wrestler. I'm in no ways famous. I'm, I love this show and I talk on the show. I get shit for myself in my DMs and like whatever. You have to have a thick kind of skin because people are brutal and people are mean. And it happens to men as well. Like a lot, there's been a lot of examples in it, all the shit with Eddie Kingston. And, you know, like you said with Jericho, it hurts on every angle. This doesn't just happen to women, but I will say I've seen it happen way, way more recently and lately to these females and it breaks my heart and I think as I've experienced it a little bit myself it's kind of one of those things where you're like wow people are really really mean just to be mean and the criticisms that especially I'll talk to Thunder and any any female wrestler that puts themselves out there that's an athlete you're a professional athlete that is your job and you have to be entertaining on top of that and you have to work the crowd. And oh yeah, you have to go into a match and do all these moves and physically put yourself in these things. Talk on a microphone. Remember things you have to say. But oh yeah, she, oh she, she looks like she's eating a little too much. Are you insane? Are you insane? Gabby, you know, it, it, it's... Uh, that's a very sore subject for a lot of people. And that has caused... And I'm going to go back to uh, Hana Kimura, who committed suicide after right. she was continuously harassed. Yes. Continuously harassed until she was, there was no turning back. And she took her own life because she couldn't take it anymore. Because everybody was talking and saying all this kind of stuff. Uh, there's a run of the day right now. It's coming. I feel it brewing. 
some of the stuff that is being said about certain individuals is so hard and it's so you don't understand the damage that you can cause to someone when you say certain things to other people that you probably don't even know and have absolutely no clue what their life is all about just because they're in the public eye. It is terrible that someone can go on social media and like legit, like you were saying, trash someone who just came out of injury, who you don't know what she went through. You don't know what mental state she went through the whole entire time, knowing that she right. was on top during COVID times and representing the company and everybody was like, she's the best. She's the best. She comes back. Everybody's asking. And I was like, boo, screw you, whatever. You know, it's like, you don't know how it feels to be on top talking in front of 20,000 people and making sure that you're doing the things right, that you're in the ring, that you have to do things right. Yeah, it is. It is. Like you said, it's a lot easier to say you're fat, you fat piece of shit. You should go and exercise. Maybe you should lease off on the burgers. Maybe, or you're too skinny. Maybe you should eat a burger. And like all this kind of stuff, you don't know what we have to go through. You don't know what, what we went through when we were younger or the struggles that we all were younger, guys and girls. And this is what we talk about. And this is one of the things that Dave and all of us here busted open. We talk about that's what we try to create a positive environment. Yeah, it is cool. That, it is cool to have constructive criticism. When dog then come and come, you're a fat fucking fat piece of shit. Your ass has cellulitis. Oh my God, you're disgusting. I can't see it. Then don't watch it then. If you don't want to see it, if you don't want to see my fat ass, don't watch it. Have some respect. Like we're all humans. At the end of the night and at the end of the day, we're all right. humans. Right. Right? That is what that, that is why there's so many people. So many people have gone out of Twitter. They they don't have Twitter anymore. Because people just go after like there's like a cesspool of like negativity. Yes. So be kind to people. You want kindness? You want to be treated with kindness? Be kind with people. People have feelings and some people are not strong enough to fight for themselves and they do certain things that they will never do because they feel like they, that's the only solution. Right. If you need to make others feel bad to make yourself feel better, that's a you problem. And it will never, ever satisfy you at the end of the day because it's no. not truly helping you. And it's only karma will come back to you. I believe in that 100%. And it makes me sad because social media can be a beautiful thing if it really was utilized in a beautiful way to get messages across, to be influential. So many people have found people that have inspired them or really, you know, you're not alone in certain, you can, you can use social media to find out that something, you know, you're not, right. Like I said, you're not alone. You could find friends. Like it could be used in such a positive way. And the fact that it, especially as an athlete, women in, you know, who have the limelight on them, it's very sad when fans who were begging for them to be back and claim that they love them and love the product want to break them down so badly because there's no end goal. There's no benefit of that at the end of the day. There's really not. What what does that do for you? I don't understand. I think, Gabby, I really do think that a big problem, and I know we talk about it a lot here on Busted Open, is social media. You know, uh, a lot of the comments that you see, nobody would ever say that to somebody if they met them face to face. Nobody right. would ever make that in, in, a, in a public forum. But they feel like on social media that when they're a nameless, faceless person in this whole interweb, of what goes on in social media, that they're able to think, 
are able to say whatever comes on their mind or whatever they're thinking. That's why you have a filter. And I feel like with social media, there is no filter. And like, as you mentioned, Thunder, like it has taken lives. It is cyberbullying, and it gets to the point now where we have to change this culture because it's not a healthy culture. It's at the point where it's very, very difficult to look at social media nowadays because of the negativity. It breeds negativity because the reason why it breeds negativity is because there's no – there's there's no like retaliation for your actions like you could say whatever you want and and you never have to worry about being held accountable for what you say on social media because a lot of what you say on social media you know what you would probably get a punch in the face or you get a slap in the face because but because there is no accountability people feel like they could say just about anything that they want and it's got to stop it's it's very unhealthy you know you know what i I wanted to bring the live uh into this too uh i I think it was this one last week the fans were like chanting some nasty stuff to her and she's one of the nicest people ever why because she's not good at promos oh because she's not the champion that they wanted i'm sorry she's a champion and it's like i seriously when when that was happening i was just like girl I feel you because every week, every single week, I get the same thing about, hey, she blinked the wrong way. Oh, Thunder Rosa can't blink. Oh, Thunder Rosa can't do this. Thunder Rosa can't do that, you know? And I'm like, I'm living, I'm out here living my best life. But if that bothers you, if if, if it bothers you that Bailey's out there killing it, she came back from an injury that took her a year, a damn Over a year, year to recover. Right. You know, and you have the audacity to say something about that. How about if, if you were to get injured and it had to do what she had to go through. Right. And then she has to come through the one of the biggest shows, which was SummerSlam, and then do a promo live. And you just say something wrong and you're going to eat her alive. You got to be very yeah. mindful of what, what's going on. You know, it's like right. real, you people, those people are talking, wouldn't even do the 5% that she's doing, that I'm doing, that Liv is doing, that none of us are doing. No, I, I get that, Thunder, but I, Thunder, not to cut you off, but like, I think there's a line. Like, again, we do it here on Busted Open. If a match doesn't go a certain way or a promo doesn't go a certain way, you know, we could be critical of it. I think I think fans can be critical of things from time to time. I'm not saying that it's got to be all rainbows and roses. No, like, no, me you either. can be you can be critical, but I think there's a line that you don't cross. I think when it gets personal, like right. when you start talking about somebody's personal life or you try or you start talking about things that might be happening behind the scenes that you have no idea what's going on. That's taking it to a level that you shouldn't be going to. When you talk about somebody physically, right. then that, that's crossing a line. Like, it's one thing to criticize a promo or a match. That's one thing. Fans are always going to do that. Talk show hosts are always going to do that. But I think there's a line that you just don't cross. And when you attack somebody on a personal level, that's but, when you're crossing but that that's, line. That's, that's where it gets. And a lot of the times, when, even when we do those mistakes, and I, and I mentioned that uh, criticism, Positive criticism or constructive criticism, that's fine. But a lot of the times it crossed to another level. It Not a, a lot of the times, especially in social media, it really crossed to the next level. That's yeah. why I'm like, oh. And again, that's the accountability part. You wouldn't say that to somebody face-to-face. If you're not willing to say it to somebody's face, then you shouldn't type it on social media and send it out to the masses. Go ahead, Gabby. Yeah. Sorry. No, I, I agree. No, don't, don't apologize. And like the last thing I'll say, cause I don't even want to keep this negative cause it, it just makes me sad. But like these women are representing 
for all women in the world. That's young girls, that's daughters, that's your sister, that's your mother, whoever wants to look up to them. So if you're telling them that that's not beauty and that that's how you should not be, these women are going to grow, these young girls whose brains aren't developed yet are going to grow up thinking something jaded about how they look and how they're supposed to look in society. And that's where, that's where it needs to end because you're influencing an entire generation of young women that, you know, might not think that they're good enough or beautiful enough to achieve their own dreams in their life. And that is disgusting and completely inaccurate. And that's why it's a sad thing for me. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.